Speaking a second language has always been useful, but an expert says there are far more benefits than meet the eye. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. We're joined by Susanna Jansen, a retired college professor and language expert. She's also a newspaper columnist and the author of Wordstruck, The Fun and Fascination of Language. So as a language expert, we're interested in your take on bilingualism. First, do we know what percentage of American citizens are bilingual or multilingual? It really is only about one in five, and that's even kind of a deceptive statistic because it includes the people who were born into bilingualism. So in terms of people who have learned a second language and become actually bilingual in that language or fluent in that language, I would say it probably is closer to one in 20. Wow. There are benefits to speaking a second language beyond just the obvious ones. So let's start with the brain benefits because I think that might surprise a lot of people. Well, the brain benefits are quite amazing, and a lot of research has been done on this, and much more is going to be coming very soon. Research has shown benefits in terms of improvements in memory and concentration and focus, interpersonal relations, and even in problem-solving skills, and they've actually observed this in infants before they have speech. Infants that are exposed to two or more languages in the household, let's say an infant is born into a bilingual household, and they're already, before they have speech, they're already showing improvements in these areas. And there are also, of course, financial and career benefits to bilingualism as well. Well, there are definitely, because in the public and the private sector, businesses and government can't find enough bilingual people to fill the jobs and there's the potential of making 20 percent more over the course of a career can you explain a little bit about that why is there that difference of 20 percent many sections of government and many private businesses offer a bonus or a benefit or an increase in salary for the bilingual skill if it's called into play on the job Particularly, I know probably for many of our listeners, what comes to mind is Arabic and Chinese and Hindu and languages that are very, very difficult to acquire. But I find that even many businesses go crying for Spanish speakers. You wouldn't think that would be the case, but we seem not to be able to provide enough fluent Spanish speakers, fluent in reading and writing and speaking and listening to fill the need. Do you think there are enough opportunities in the nation's schools and elsewhere for someone who wants to learn a second language? Well, I think there are, but I just, of course, I think it's very sad that we don't start students at a very young age. We start them usually in high school. Many high schools don't have a language requirement, and so it becomes something that's either inaccessible or it's simply optional, and many students don't opt for that. It's kind of sad, but, you know, it really does open up just vistas and opportunities throughout life and also changes one's world view as well and makes one more likely to travel and have that wonderful experience of getting to know other cultures. You touched on that briefly, that rather than in high school, it would be better for a child in younger years to learn. But what about older people? Does it get more difficult to learn a second language as we get older? Well, we're all convinced it does, but I, for one, am not convinced because one of the benefits to the brain is improvement in memory. And so when someone says to me, gee, you know, I I just think I'm too old for that. My memory isn't what it used to be. 
I immediately think, oh gosh, what you should be doing for your memory is learning some foreign language. It would really tune it up and sharpen it up. I don't think anyone is ever too old to learn a foreign language. And it certainly is better to focus on foreign language and learn a bit and learn some phrases and have a few things at least be able to roll off your tongue as opposed to setting the goal of becoming fully fluent, which that does take time and it takes a lot of effort to do that. More than anything, though, it takes consistency. And I was just having a conversation today with someone who told me that Albert Einstein said that he wasn't all that intelligent. What he really was was consistent. Susanna Jansen, the author of Wordstruck, The Fun and Fascination of Language. And you can find more at Susanna's website, Susanna Jansen, and that's spelled S-U-S-A-N-N-A-J-A-N-S-S-E-N.com. Susanna, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I had fun doing it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Lisa G. and Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Internet services provided by Pear.com. InfoTrack is a weekly production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.